Congratulations, Cody. Good job. Proud of you, sir. Proud of you, sir. As I look at um, one of the things, I don't think I'm at this point, I'm going to walk away because I think, yeah, my mic's on. Um, at this point, I don't consider myself an outsider uh, necessarily to Trinity, but since uh, I'm new to Michigan still for the last eight years and I'm still getting used to cold weather and all those things, I still kind of sometimes see that I'm looking from the outside. And one of the things that I feel like that, that Trinity has done well, I can say, like, I don't think anybody would here would say Trinity's the perfect church, Trinity does everything right, but I would say one thing that I can say from growing up in North Carolina and coming here that Trinity does well, and that is bringing up the next generation of people to serve the Lord. And as I look around this auditorium, even as we were seeing completely, just looking around the auditorium, seeing second generation Christians uh, on Wednesday night, um, Mr. B.J. Schultz spoke in our uh, uh, teen class, talked about how he grew up there, Pastor Ferguson having grown up here, my wife, uh, Pastor Thomas' wife, like, we've got... Trinity has done an amazing job at putting the next generation out there. And for that, like, honestly, at times, like, I'm glad to be a part of it. I feel like I'm, like, that much of this big thing that God has going for Trinity. But one of the things is beautiful. And so as we come to uh, days like this where we get to honor Cody, like, it's like, well, praise the Lord. We got to see him uh, through Awana and all these other things that they grew up and then go on to serve the Lord. And um, Cody's called a couple of times. Me and him have taught and be able to hear the day-to-day things that uh, Cody's doing there in Florida. And one of the, it just thrills my heart. And I guess we're going to Second John because when Pastor asked me to share from a youth pastor's heart what would be, like Second John is like where I go to all the time because it has that, that joy. But one of the things I do want to say, praise the Lord for those of you who have been faithful at Trinity. I know Cody said it, I know Pastor said it, and multiple people have said it, but I say praise the Lord for a church. Because when I go back home, honestly, I went to a good church growing up and I'm thankful for it. But when I go back to the, my church back home in North Carolina, I am probably one of the youngest people in the auditorium. And um, as being one of the youngest people in the auditorium, and I look around, the people that are my age, we all grew up and left, and we went our separate ways, and there's nobody there left in our age group. And so when I look at Trinity and see the second generation, it is a praise to Lord thing to watch how God's doing it. And it's not just, once again, for Cody, but it's like, uh, when we think about Trinity, we've got Sunday school teachers here who grew up in this church. We've got, uh, I think about Amanda, who, uh, as secretary, have grown up. We, we just, the church is doing it for the second generation, and I think that's an amazing thing. And so as we go to Second John, this is where my heartbeat is. Now, I understand that we just ate, and I am tired myself, so I may fall asleep during my own preaching. And so as we, but as we walk through it, I do believe in 2 John, God gives us this thing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, of course, John writes, and he talks about this joy that he has for the people continuing on in the ministry. And so I guess my charge would be to Cody, because my youth pastor heart to another youth pastor would be to share these truths. But I believe the truths are going to be covered for every person in our church, because ultimately, I pray that God continues to do what he's doing now with Cody, with other people who like and this is not, and I want to do, I want to say this really quickly, this is not a, a, like a, a full-time ministry exaltation. Like, I praise the Lord for those who have gone on vocational ministry. I praise the Lord, but I praise the Lord for every person who sits in this church, who's a deacon, who serves in this church, who didn't go off to Christian college or whatever, that served the Lord right where and being faithful over and over and day in and day out. So this is a celebration for all of us as a church to be able to continue to make this thing happen. So we go to Second John. Bible says this, the elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not only, but also all they that know the truth, for the truth's sake which dwelleth in us, and shall be with us forever. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father, from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. And this is a verse, I just want to spend time in one verse here tonight, I mean this afternoon, verse number four. I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth as we have received a commandment from the Father. And when I think of uh, moments like these, and Cody, and 
the church as a whole, as a youth pastor, my heart, I rejoice greatly to have found of the children of the Trinity Baptist Church families, of individuals, that they're walking in the truth as we receive the commandment from the Father. So let's pray real quick, and I just want to walk through this verse really quickly, and we'll roll out of here. Lord, let's, Lord we ask that you'd please help us this afternoon. Lord, we're full. Lord, our hearts are full. Our bellies are full. And so, Lord, as we sit here, God, I pray that your word would be, uh, our hearts would be open to your word to be able to receive it. And, Lord, as I share your word, I pray that I would share nothing but your word. Lord, not my opinion, not what I feel, but, Lord, what you said from truth. And so, God, I ask for that, for your wisdom and help here. Lord, as Pastor said, and, Lord, as we look at Cody, Lord, I pray that we'd be able to be an encouragement to him, Lord, as he continues to work in the ministry you've called him to. We love you. We need your help. In Jesus' name we pray it. Amen. When we come to Second John, uh, a pastor was talking about aged this morning, uh, being, uh, Paul being 50. So uh, John's, John's aged. And so as John comes and, and writes Second John, he's seen a lot of things. And as John comes he, to this letter, like as I picture him writing this letter from the home that I grew up in, I can almost picture it as John writes this like handwritten letter to this lady that's elected in the church. And me growing up, for most of you know my testimony, my, my dad stopped going to church when I was younger, uh, probably about 10, 11, 12 years old. And my mom took us to church. She did everything with us. She made sure that we were doing right. Uh, we make jokes sometimes. Like my dad didn't go to church, but he would give us a, a paddling if we didn't wear a tie to church. And we just were, were made, making jokes about this growing up. It's like, dad doesn't even go go to church, but we get in trouble if we don't, like, if we didn't have our tie and Bible, we would get in trouble. So my dad did not, and so my mom was the spiritual leader in our home. And so as John writes this letter to the eclectic lady, like, I can almost picture it, like, I, in my mind, I picture it to my mom, because my mom raised three boys and, like, as people say, drug us to church. And as he's writing this letter, he, he says, hey, grace, mercy, peace be unto you. But I, I just want to let you know that, man, right now, I am so passionate because I heard of your kids, they're walking in truth. And if you can imagine where John's been as John's looked at his other disciples that he served with and how the demises they've come to. Pastor talked about earlier, and uh, we're studying the book of John in our Sunday school class, that John is one of the younger disciples. And just thinking through, some people would say John is probably like 60, 70 years old right here. And so as John is like writing this letter, he's seen a lot of things. And as he's seen all these things, can you imagine being John, one of the apostles, on the front line, so to speak, to have witnessed all these things that Jesus did? He witnessed Jesus' miracles. He's seen all these things happen. And now Jesus is gone, and he's been able to watch. Hey, John, did you get the news about Thomas? Yeah. He was serving the Lord. Lost his life. Oh, did you hear about Peter? And as John begins to hear these things, I can almost see him, like, get down to write, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, write Second John, and his mind pops to this lady who's done a great job of raising her family. And he writes a letter to her and he says, I'm just telling you right now, I rejoice greatly. My happiness, my excitement can't be measured. Because as we look at all the things going on, and John would look at all the things going on in his world that day, he'd say, man, we're watching people fall. We're watching people die because of persecution. We're seeing all these things happen. And you know what? As I look around, I'm so thankful that there is a generation coming behind, that you're helping raise up this generation to come behind to carry what we've, what we've had, what remains. He says, you know what? I rejoice greatly because I've heard of your children walking in the truth that we've received. And he's like, as I do it, I'm passionate about the ministry. And I think this is one of the things that I think Trinity has done well. And I think we can continue to do well. And that is, as Timothy and Titus tell us, 
to be able to older teach the younger. Now, I'm glad that I will say this, and I don't be this funny at all, but I'm glad that I had a grandmother who wasn't afraid to be a grandmother. I'm not going to lie. My grandmother... Um, we called her Granny ever since I know him. Her grandmother, we called her Big Granny. And so, like, I was like, what, I'm 35? My grandma is, I won't tell you because that makes people get offended whenever I tell how old my grandma is. But, uh, but my grandma, ever since I known her, she, I would have to believe she was in her 40s. I'm calling, we called her Granny. We had nothing in front of every friend. This is Granny. And she was proud of it. And my, her grandma, I mean, my great-grandma, Big Granny, we called her Big Granny in front of everybody. It's like, hey, this is Big Granny. And she was happy, and she was happy with it. But as we look, I know that all of us don't want to be considered necessarily old, but God has given us a responsibility to be able to grasp the next generation and pull them up. And John says, I'm passionate about this. And I believe John would be passionate because he's seen the things that, will hap- that have happened. And he's had his hands to the plow. He's been persecuted for the gospel. And now he's saying, hey, and he goes on farther in the chapter, he says, let us not lose those things which re- that remain, the things that we still have. We cannot lose these. We have to be passionate about this next generation coming. And this would be as I charge Cody and then they charge our church to be passionate, to have great joy, to see young people follow Jesus Christ. I understand that sometimes we can look at young people and it is overwhelming. Hey, when I was a kid, we didn't have this problem. When I, this happened, we didn't have this problem. But still, the great joy that it is that young people walk in truth and that we all jump in to be a part of it. And so I praise the Lord as we walk, as John says, my heartbeat as a youth pastor is that I have no greater joy than hear of your children walking in truth. When I get a call from college kids, every now and then they'll call, they'll text me, we'll do a video thing or something, and we'll hang out. Like, I have no greater joy than know your children. And this is the thing, and I believe Cody, me and him talked about it when, uh, when you came back for a little while, and we had lunch, and we were talking about the joy already that Cody experiences by people walking in truth. But this is the one thing I will say, Trinity, well done. Praise the Lord for helping that second generation. But I say, let's keep that passion. To be able to see third and fourth generations serving God from Trinity Baptist Church, not just graduating and moving away. But he says, I have no greater joy than this here of thy, that I found of thy children walking in truth. And here where I see, and Cody spoke to this when he talked about his youth group, John's writing, and we don't know the whole story behind it. The Bible doesn't give us all. But we know that he's writing to a woman by herself, it would seem, who's had some children who are serving the Lord. And as Cody mentioned the, the, in his youth group, that there were home situations that aren't the best. And I find it interesting that John, the Apostle John, takes time to write a letter to a lady to encourage her to keep doing what she knows to do and keep raising her children in truth. And one of the things I think of the youth pastor is not only there's a passion for the next generation, but there's a partnering with other people to try and help their children grow. One of the things I think I, it took me a while to learn in youth ministry was, I don't want to say I ever thought parents were the enemy, but I would say that sometimes, I, well, parents are stopping me from doing what I really want to do. <laughs> like, it's like, oh man, if the parents would just stop complaining, we could have so much fun in, in youth group. And what I've learned is that the joy that God has called me to is to have great joy that your children, <laughs> not the children that he gave to me, your children walk in truth. And you partner. And this is what we do as a church. We do the same thing as a church. And I praise the Lord because my testimony stands because there were men in our church. I did not grow up in a 
youth group, so to say. We did not have youth group. I didn't have a youth pastor. I had a guy, a youth director, a guy who cared enough about the teens who worked for UPS, and he would invite us over to his house. He would take me out knocking on doors and things like that. But we didn't have a youth director, I mean, a youth pastor, so to speak, when I was going. But I praise the Lord that someone saw a quiet kid sitting by his mom in church and just said, hey, would you like to go bus visit- on bus visitation with me? We'll go out to lunch afterwards. I said, yes, sir, I'll go. And I tell the teens now, I probably said 10 words to Miss Brother Mike the whole time we were gone. He tell me, I, I know this is a cursed thing, but Brother Mike was an Ohio State fan. <laughs> and so, so as he, <laughs> Brother Green's there, <laughs> but he was an Ohio State fan. And you know what? Even then, like, I'm not a big football, uh, college football person then, but I really wasn't back then. I was a college basketball guy, but college football. But I remember sitting in the car, and we'd be going, and Brother Mike never had, the Lord has blessed him, but he never bought new cars. Like, he never had, like, a nice Cadillac or anything. But we're always in his car, and sometimes heat doesn't work and things like that. And we're, we're going, and Brother Mike's telling me about what happened in Ohio State and what they're doing and all that. And I would say, wouldn't say anything to the man. Just ride down the road and smile. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then he would go take me to McDonald's. We'd eat a burger. He'd tell me about some other things. And then he dropped me off at home. And that was for years of my life, how he, God used him to work. And I, tell, I told him, I got to sit down with him a little while ago when we went back home. And uh, I told him, the light bulb came on for me when one day we were on the bus and a little kid walked by. And uh, Brother Mike looked at me and I was the runner on the bus. And he's like, hey, Aaron, I want to see that boy right there walking down the aisle. I want you to take, take some time to get to know him because I think he may be the next Aaron Burden. And before... I knew it. He had trained me so much that I saw, wow, he's been investing in me this whole time. I would never have seen it. And I praise the Lord. And this is what John's doing here in 2 John. He's thanking a lady. He's saying, hey, I, th- I rejoice greatly. I am so passionate about this next generation. All the things that we've gathered, as hard as us as apostles of works, I want to see it keep going. So I'm passionate about that. But I want to write this letter because I want to partner with you as you bring this next generation along. And Cody, and a lot of the situations you've got going on, there's not a good parent to point him to. It's like, well, do what your dad says. Well, don't do what your dad says. Stop doing what your dad says. Stop doing what your mom's doing. But there's going to be moments where you come in and you partner with someone. And you bring them along. Because that passion that you have, that I have no greater joy, these children walk in truth. And as we see it, it used to be, once again, I'm slow in youth ministry, it was my, my goal was just to make it, if we can have good, solid teenagers, praise the Lord. I didn't want them just to be good, like they don't get pregnant, don't get in trouble, don't do drugs. But I meant, like, I wanted to be godly teenagers. But now my heartbeat is honest, and I tell them all the time, I want them to be godly adults. Like, I don't want to just build arrows. As Psalms would say, arrows in the mighty hands of a mighty man. I don't want to just have arrows laid out that look beautiful. Man, I want ones that when you pull them out, they go. And so my heart is... I have no greater joy than to find of thy children walking in truth. I want to partner with you. And so as we finish this verse, he says in verse number four, I rejoice greatly that I find of thy children walking in truth as we have received a commandment of the, from the Father. And Pastor Ferguson said this earlier when he was walking through Timothy. Like the only thing that we have, Cody, the only thing is we have the church is to give what God has given us in his word. And because, and John goes on, and we're not going to spend a lot of time in this passage, but he goes on and he talks about the reason why 
you need to make sure these kids are in the word because he said there's many deceivers to say not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. And John's writing to her because as he is, like, once again, I, I don't know the whole situation, but I can just picture as John begins to write this letter to this lady, it's like, whew, praise the Lord for her kids. Every time I hear about them, they're doing something for God. They're serving them. I'm so glad to hear it. And as he writes, he's like, but I just want to make sure you know, as excited as I am about what you're doing, that you've got to make sure those kids keep getting the word of God. Because there's a lot of deceivers. And they're going to tell those kids that Jesus Christ is not God. And so you, you hold fast to what we have. Don't let it go. Don't let it, don't, let's not lose the things that remain. And as he's doing this, I think as if there's anything other than, I mean, in the youth pastor's heart, nothing can maybe be more important than this is to want young people to have the truth of the word of God. Because if they don't have the truth of the word of God, there are many deceivers. If you ever read the book, um, Radium Girls, um, the book's about um, a set of young ladies who were watch dial makers. They, I mean, they, they painted the watch dials with radium so that in the war, the men could look at their watches and they could see it at nighttime when they were flying. And so these girls were painting with radium, and what they did not know was that the radium, of course, is radioactive. <laughs> And so these girls would paint wash dials on, and they'd get good jobs, and they'd be doing well. For a single girl, they would get their wash on, they would lick the brush, and they would to point, get the tip straight, and they would paint on these let, uh, numbers on the wash dials. And they were told that there was nothing wrong with the radium. It would never hurt them. And so these girls would work for years, dipping a brush in radium, straightening out the tip, painting on watch dials. And then people were like, whoa, you, you need to stop, stop sticking the radium in your mouth. Oh, no, no, there's nothing to it. They'd have people to come in to do seminars at their work. This can't hurt you. See, look, and they would, a person would stick a, a thing in the radium, a, a paintbrush in there, and they'd lick it, and they'd say, see, this can't hurt you. But what they did one time, these girls did hundreds of times a day. Until finally, some of these girls, they would go to the doctor because their, um, their jaws would hurt. And one girl, the doctor went to check her mouth, and literally, the book says her jaw came out with his hand, out of her face, because the radium had eaten up everything in. And when I was reading the book, I told my wife, I was like, if there is any better illustration of a youth pastor and sin and the need to give truth, this is it. Because everybody thought this was fine. In fact, these girls would paint themselves with radium and go to parties at night because they would glow and they thought it was a party favor. They would put it in their eyebrows and their whole face would glow. And they thought it was great. Until one day, their literal skulls are being eaten by radioactivity. And this is what John is saying. John is saying, I have a passion, such a passion for this next generation to come up and serve God. And as I'm like, I want to, but I want to partner with you, elect lady, because you're doing a great job. Your children are walking truth. But I want your kids to know that they need the foundation of the scripture because there are a lot of deceivers. And sometimes we have these deceivers pictured as like with the red horns and the people in uh, trench coats and like they're scary looking people. But there's sometimes people who mean well Go to 
Cody says a um, number of his kids go to public school. Sometimes they're going to be told things that aren't true. And they're going to say, hey, this is right. This is good. It's not going to hurt you. Don't worry about it. And you're going to have to help navigate to make sure they know the commands of God. Because the commands of God are the only thing that's going to protect them from them. And so as John writes this, he says, my heart rejoiced greatly. And I honestly do picture, my mom's not perfect. My, mom, my wife says that sometimes I can put, paint my, my mom with like an uh, angelic brush like she's never done anything wrong. And I know that I do have that tendency. But my mom's not perfect. But I do picture sometimes my mom sitting there getting this note from the Apostle John and reading it and saying, I have no greater joy to hear of thy children that they walk in truth. But there are some things that they need to be careful of. I want to partner with you. I love you to death. I appreciate what you're doing. But you've got to make sure that the word of God is in their hearts because they are deceivers. And I don't want to lose what remains. And as we come together to uh, celebrate Cody's moment, as we come together as a church who has done in the past, like, I don't know, because I know some of the times I talk to people about this and I think it's really great. And you guys are like, well, you don't know so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so who didn't make it. You know what? I don't. But I do believe we've done a great job of bringing up the next generation and helping them up. And I say, let's continue to do that. By the grace of God, one day, Cody's been in the ministry for 14 years. He may weigh more. Maybe not. You'll do well. (laughs) He may weigh more and have less hair. But I pray that he keeps going. He gets to see those moments to where, like, he gets called by a kid that graduated from his youth group in college. And they say, Pastor Adkins, I have no idea what to do in this situation. And he's walked through, and that joy still plunges up, even in his heart. Even after maybe he said God wants him to plant a church, maybe one day he's out training this church, and he's able to plant a church with someone who he walked beside him, and he was able to help get there and have that great joy. They're like, wow, these kids are walking in the truth, walking the way that we received from the Father. But then the same thing for us as a church, to be able for years to come, celebrate way more moments like these. And can I even stop one more second and say this? Even the moments that we don't celebrate, just looking out in the auditorium from the platform and seeing faithful person, faithful person, faithful person, faithful person who graduated from this youth group or went to this church or God's using to be able to do different things in the workplace and praise the Lord and have that joy just to keep seeing the word of God working in hearts, changing lives from generations. That's my heartbeat. And Cody, I pray that it's yours. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We do thank you so much for your word. And God, I thank you that we can stand in the pulpit. Lord, we can say with confidence, Lord, that it doesn't change. Lord, it still applies to this generation. And so, God, as we navigate life, Lord, as a church, God, I pray that we'd have a love for this next generation. Lord, the things that Trinity have been built by hands, Lord, who have worked hard for you. Lord, we thank you for that. And God, I pray for this next generation coming up. Lord, the Cody's, and Lord, even the younger ones other than that. Lord, I pray that we continue to have a legacy at Trinity of bringing the next generation up and helping them serve you. God, we need your help because, Lord, there are a lot of deceivers. But we thank you for the power of your word. And so, God, we ask for your help. Give the honor and glory for everything that happens because of it. In Jesus' name, amen.